tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our guest segment. We're excited to have him back with us. His website is PharmacistBen.com. Write that down, PharmacistBen.com. He's a nutritional pharmacist an expert on all things health and nutrition and supplements. And Pharmacist Ben, good to have you back with us, sir. Nice to be with you, Jim. Nice to listen to you again, too. Thank you. I'm going to turn you up yeah. just, a, just a tad here. There we go. Uh, I want to start by asking. How's it going? How's it? I'm doing good, sir. I'm so glad to have you with us because so many people have questions, and I've got a whole stack of them here that people want me to ask you. But let me get your honest opinion. Your honest opinion, excuse me, about masks, because we were told don't wear masks, wear them, don't wear them, uh, wear them, and then don't wear them. I think there's been four reversals on it, and I've actually looked into this in detail, and I am not persuaded that these masks do any good, but you're the expert. Do you disagree? Well, well, here's a couple things. First of all, the New England Journal of Medicine, you've heard of that. That's a, a, one, of the, one of the most highly regarded, well-respected medical journals on the planet, they call masks talismans, and they say that mask wearing is symbolic, okay? So that tells you right there what uh, uh, medical authorities, real scientific medical authorities believe. And by the way, I should tell you something else, uh, Jim, and listeners need to know this. Clinical medicine or clinical science is not hard science. Clinical science and clinicians work with diagnostics. They work with statistics and they work with numbers. They're not in the laboratory doing real science. You see what I'm saying here? We get our health advice from clinicians, not from biochemists. And this creates a problem, not just in terms of pan- this current pandemic that we're dealing with, but health in general. And it highlights and underscores why we have more doctors per capita than any other culture in the history of the planet. And we're simultaneously the sickest culture in the history of the planet. Because we don't get sick clinically, we get sick biochemically, but we see it clinically. You see what I'm saying? So wearing masks is a is medical advice that comes from the world of the clinic. It doesn't come from the world of science, because if you look at it from the world of science, you'll see that uh, viruses are a third of the size of uh, the, the pores in a mask. So it's like trying to get rid of a mosquito. It's like trying to block mosquitoes with a chain link fence. You see what I'm saying? That, that's if the mask is being worn correctly. That's if the mask is being worn correctly. Most people aren't even wearing them correctly, and that's if the mask is a real mask. Most people are wearing bandanas or weird kinds of fabric. And you see what I'm saying here? So theoretically, you could maybe make a case for slowing down the virus, but practically it makes no sense. And it's much more, uh, it's much, wearing a mask is much more in the realm of symbolism than it is of science. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you 100. I'm I'm glad to hear that you agree with me because I've really done uh, the research on this because you know I, I thought well if this would help 
it, for me, maybe if I'm asymptomatic that I would not transfer to someone else, but you know, I wash my hands. I, I do the social distancing, all of that kind of thing. One person had emailed me earlier today and wanted to know about boosting your immune system. Is there a yeah, is there that's, that's, a, is there a magic bullet like is there a certain supplement in particular yeah. that you should be really focused on during this time? Well, what you said is a really important point because it, it kind of it, it, uh, parallels or dovetails the idea of math. We want to learn to take care of our own health business, and when I die and, and I have a message, I leave a message behind. It's going to be this message that I've been talking about for the last twenty-five or thirty years. And that is we need to take care of our own health business. We don't want to wear, hide from viruses, lock ourselves in, wear masks, especially considering that this virus is an extremely mild virus, all things considered. Uh, we want to learn to strengthen our God-given immune system. It's a question of respecting the body, Jim. It's a question of respecting the divine force. It's a question really ultimately of respecting God. When we say we're going to honor our bodies, we're honoring our creator. We're honoring our maker. When we say we're not going to eat the crappy food that suppresses our immune system, we're honoring God. When we say we're going to take nutritional supplements that build our immune system so we don't have to worry about viruses and we don't have to worry about flus and we don't have to worry about colds and we don't have to worry about the infections and the, the, the uh, ups and downs and the vicissitudes and the microbes that are inherent in the world, we're honoring the divine force. And that's to me, that's what this is all about. It's about taking our health back into our own houses, taking our health back into our own families, not relying on the government, not relying on medical authority, relying on our own biochemistry. But you know what, Jim? We have been led to believe that we are not smart enough, that we're not capable enough, that we don't have the ability to be our own health authorities, that we have to go to outside authorities to do our health business for it. The answer to your question is absolutely 100%. You can build your immune system and strengthen it uh, to the point where you won't have to worry about microbial or viral or bacterial or any kind of infection. Uh, but it's not as simple as a pill. It's not. It's a lifestyle, Jim. It's a strategy. It's a way you live your life. It's a philosophy. It's a way that you make your decisions. You know, you have to make your decisions under an umbrella philosophy, not be chaotic going, doing what this person says and then what that person says and taking this supplement and then that supplement. You want to have an overriding philosophy that everything fits under. When it comes to the, building the immune system, the philosophy is reduce your caloric intake. Uh, uh, don't eat foods that suppress your immune system, namely processed and sugar foods. Make sure you get on a nutritional supplement program. Oh, and oh, by the way, make sure you're breathing correctly. Make sure you're practicing Slow deep breathing techniques. Make sure you're relaxing. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're getting some exercise. These are all strategies that we can all do that will not only protect us from viral infections, Jim, they'll increase our quality of life and improve our longevity at the same time. This idea of running behind masks and locking yourself in the house belies the fact that we have a power that is built into us, a divine power, Jim, a divine power that's built into us and that we can access and leverage but we have to know the combination, and that combination is based on the decisions we make, on our lifestyle choices. And because our decisions, the decisions we make and our lifestyle choices don't fall into an overriding philosophy, that is that we can do it ourselves, we end up being victims of, of, of medical, medical advice here and uh, formulation supplements there and drugs that we're supposed to take over here. 
And we've just gone willy-nilly. And no wonder why people just throw up their hands and say, I can't do it. You help me. You tell me what to do. My message is we can do it ourselves. Well, you know what's interesting to me is that we get a lot of advice from the media that doesn't really know what they're talking about in, in the sense that they don't bring right. as, enough experts on. They just, you know, I, I remember one interview I saw about a month ago and the interviewer on CNN was was chiding uh, Vice President Biden for not having his mask on while he was in his own basement right. doing the live connection. And right. I see these people here right. in town. Right. They're driving around. They're in their car by themselves with a mask on. Yeah. They're on the bu- they're on the bicycle I- path by themselves with a mask on. Yeah. And I, I'm just I, I scratch yeah. my head. But here's the here's the one question. We now know that as more and more testing is being done, that uh, th- the percentages all start to get lower and lower. That wow. is that is the more right. people that are tested, the more we're finding out that this virus is not as deadly as we were originally told that it was percentage wise and that the number one uh, factor of morbidity is people being overweight, like excessively overweight. But you never hear anyone in the media telling people to lose weight. But it's all about wearing the mask. The only, the only stores that were open during this, this lockdown were McDonald's. The only restaurants that were open were McDonald's. Fast food. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's so idiotic on every level. And I saw a guy talking about the guy with the mask while they're in the car. I saw a guy pull his mask down and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> pull his mask down and smoke a cigarette. I mean, this is the kind of stupidity that we're all confronting. But you know what, Jim? I, and it sounds funny, but we all are going to end up paying the price for listening to these, this kind of advice. We're all going to end up paying the price for thinking it's okay to smoke a cigarette if you're wearing a mask. Or it's okay to go to McDonald's if you're staying in your house. We're going to pay the price. And, and, and it's tragic to me. It's heartbreaking to me because, Jim, it's so simple. It is Health is so simple. It's what you put in. Uh, it's the good stuff that you should be putting in and the bad stuff that you shouldn't be. And when I say that, I'm not talking about just food and nutrition. Nutrition. I'm talking about good thoughts versus bad thoughts. I'm talking about good feelings versus bad feelings. And I'm talking about spirituality versus no spirituality. It's what you're putting in that you shouldn't be and what you're not putting in that you should. Period. End of story. And once we get that, there's going to be a lot of unemployed medical professionals, unfortunately. Because while we need medical professionals for for, for stitching us up, Jim, I'm, I'm not marginalizing the medical profession. By the way, doctors are some, some of the most beautiful people I know are doctors and nurses, especially nurses. And I have a lot of good friends who are medical professionals. But it's the model that says you don't have to do anything because we got a drug for that. You don't have to worry about what you're eating because we got metformin for you. You don't have to worry about exercising because we've got a beta blocker for you. It's this idea that it's a paradigm. You know what I mean when I say a paradigm? It's a model. It's a way that we look at the world in terms of our health that doesn't serve us. And the evidence is looking at us, staring us right in the face. Well, it's How it's it's we like if you I mean, look at look at our cars, for example, you change your oil frequently because you don't want to have to replace the engine. But the model in the medical world is just keep getting new engines. 
<laughs> so it's it's dealing yeah. with the, the yeah. result, not dealing we'll with the engine. Right now, what do you think? What did you think uh, of this idea that Sweden had, and also Japan largely, except for the Japan, they did yeah. close their schools, yeah. but but they still were yeah. running the the subways uh, in Japan. Uh, Sweden mm-hmm. Sweden didn't have a mm-hmm. shutdown at all, uh, and, and this was something mm-hmm. Trump had mentioned, like, well, maybe we should just let it you know flow across the country and herd immunity. Is herd immunity an insane you know, idea? I, no, it's not an insane idea. I, I, I slightly mentioned it. I didn't even mention it on a radio program I was on. Uh, I just was talking about the concept of it. Oh, my God, I got all kinds of hate mail for talking about herd immunity. Yes, herd immunity happens. Now, here's the problem. There's going to be deaths because people haven't been taking care of themselves. So if you have, if you let the thing, the virus go about, uh, uh, just kind of spread, in the community, yes, eventually herd immunity will kick in, but because we're so unhealthy and the people who are most affected are the unhealthiest. So you're, we're confronted with a situation for the first time in history where sick, where healthy people have to hide in the house because they're, they're afraid of the sick people. Used to be the other way around. The sick people hide in the house so they don't affect the healthy people. We've reversed it in this situation because we have so many people who are compromised. And so what I'm saying is, and this is just the, the there's going to be another virus next year. There's going to be another, probably another outbreak. There's going to be new viruses that come out. There's always going to be things to confront, Jim. So what we want to do is we want to start to learn how to take care of ourselves. And I'm telling you, it's not complicated. Something as simple as eating less calories. That's it. Just that will go, will add years to your life. Just decreasing your caloric intake let alone adding in nutritional supplements like the Beyond Tangy Tangerine or getting on a, a slight workout program. You know, the human body's not meant to be sedentary. Being sedentary suppresses the immune system. Moving how, a, how many moving calories, exercise, Ben, how many calories are we supposed to have per day roughly? No, and then how many do you think we're actually consuming on average? Are we like double our calories three, here in America? Well, Oh, more than double, three to four, maybe 5,000 calories a day is what people are eating. I think the average is somewhere between three and four. You need about 1,200 to 1,500, maybe if you're really moving around a lot, 2,000. Here, do this next time. Check this as an experiment. Your listeners should do this, and you should do this too, Jeff. The next time you're really, really hungry, you haven't eaten all day, right? It's nighttime, and you haven't eaten, had time to eat, and now you're sitting down finally, have a chance to eat. You're really, really hungry. You put your meal in front of you. Have notice how long it takes for you not to be hungry anymore. Bite by bite. You'll see within three bites, you're not hungry anymore. For most people, be three or four bites, you're not hungry anymore. But for most of us, after that three or four bites, there's another 40 bites that we're going to have that we didn't need. All that, that, those 36 extra bites of food represent major loads on the nutritional resources of the body. There, we think that when we eat, we get nourished. The exact opposite is true, Jim. When we eat, we get anti-nourished because it costs us nutrients to process the food. Now, under, under healthy circumstances, you know, as uh, human beings evolved we, how, where we should be, we always got nutrition with our calories. But today, we've created a situation where we get way more calories than nutrition. So, the, for the average person, for the most part, what we're eating costs us nutrition. And if we stop, if we don't stop when we're not hungry, that's a massive, massive depletion of nutrients that run your heart, that run your immune system, that repair your bones, that anti-age you, that keep you from getting wrinkles, that help your kidneys, yeah, for every single biochemical function. I mean, it is a testimony to the God force 
that we make it to the age 70 or 70 or 80, given how depleted we are and how toxic we are. So to me, Jim, all of this represents room that we can work. In other words, any little thing that we do is going to make us better. Even just getting on the Beyond Tang Tangerine will change somebody's life. Even just reducing your calories by a third will change your life. Even just getting up early in the morning and taking a brisk walk around the block or several times around the block will change your life because we're so deficient and we're so weakened that any little thing that we do is going to make us better. And I think that is massively, massive good news. Very good. Um, now, this is this is a question somebody just emailed in. Uh, from Chicago, and I have this same question. I'm hearing a lot of ads lately promoting alkaline water and also different kinds of yeah. water where if you drink this water, you'll only drink a third of the water you you would normally drink during the day if you drink this special water. Uh, do you yeah. do you agree with any of these new uh, fancy waters well, that are out there? You know, that's a very interesting question. First of all, alkaline water is a little different than what you're talking about, fancy water. Alkaline water is just has to do with the acid base, acid level, we'll say. Um, and then that's kind of silly. There's no, there's no benefit to alkaline water. However, there is actually a fourth kind of water called the fourth phase of water. Most of us, you know, from, if you remember your, your chemistry, high school chemistry, there's three phases of water, right? What are the three phases of water? You got liquid water, right? Water. You got, uh, gaseous water, that's steam. And then you have, uh, solid water. That's ice, right? Three phases of water. But guess what? It turns out there is a fourth phase of water that nobody knows about. In fact, no, we didn't even, scientists didn't even realize it until about 30 years ago. And this is a special kind of water. I call it magic water, but you can call it crystal water or structured water. When I say crystal, I'm not talking new age. I'm talking really crystal. Like sh- a crystal is a scientific shape. I'm talking about a crystalline form, and I call it magic because this crystalline form conducts electrical energy instantaneously, so it appears like it's magical. So that's, you ever wonder why you can touch the top of your head, uh, touch your toe, but it's somehow registered in your brain instantaneously? How does that message get from your toe when you touch your toe to your brain instantaneously? How does, how does, how does instantaneity happen throughout the body? You know what I mean when I say that? Yeah, electricity, right? Certain, electricity. No, electricity doesn't move. Electricity doesn't move that fast in wires. That's called superconductivity. In electricity, you always have resistance, right? That's why that's why some wires are better than others because some wires have less resistance. You don't want a lot of resistance if you want conductivity. Water, structured water, crystalline water conducts energy without resistance. So you get instantaneity. You get a, 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 a rapid a speed of communication and transmission that, belie, that that is zillions of times more efficient than ordinary wiring. It's because this water conducts electricity, in a, it is structured like a crystal, and it conducts electricity with no resistance, like a superconductor. So that's your story. If you eat, drink water, or back to your question, if you uh, ingest water from fruits and vegetables, that's a much higher quality water than tap water or distilled water, any kind of water, really. Because the water from fruits and vegetables is structured. Same with the water in eggs. The water in any natural food is structured. It's magical water, and it's way more hydrating than ordinary water, and it gets into cells more effectively than ordinary water. Now, we, since this discovery was made, 
companies have come out with their version of structured water, their version of crystalline water. And it's true that crystalline water is more hydrating than ordinary water. Now, whether I haven't tested the specific brands, so I can't say whether they're actually doing what they say they do, but the logic is definitely there. Wow, that is interesting. Uh, so, so there is something is that to that. All right, we're back to your website here now. Uh, my wife, every morning for about five years now, has been taking this beet stuff and she puts it into her smoothie and all of that. And then I also started taking these beet capsules about an hour or two before I go to martial arts. And I've noticed uh, that I've got more stamina. Uh, you've got an article here Absolutely. on beets. Uh, is this is this uh, a thing we should be doing uh, even into our 50s and our uh, 60s? Yeah. yeah. You know, what is the most explosive, powerful stuff in on planet Earth? That, what's in our, let's put it this way. You know, air, air is, uh, is really vital. Uh, when people think of air, they tend to think of what? Oxygen, right? But it turns out that oxygen is only a tiny little fraction of the air, maybe 16, 17% of the air is oxygen. About 78% of, of the, uh, of the, uh, uh, of the act of air is made up of an element that is, I consider to be the most powerful element on the periodic table. And that is this element that is so powerful, it turns ordinary glycerin into explosive nitroglycerin. It turns ordinary nail polish remover into dynamite. It's so important for farmers that they'll actually do whatever they can do to get this stuff in the soil to grow plants. Of course, what am I talking about? I'm talking about nitrogen. Nitrogen is incredibly, incredibly valuable for building the human body. For number one, for uh, for uh, communication, cell to cell communication, and number two, for structure. Um, nitrogen is also important for feeding the good bacteria in your colon. And it turns out that eating nitrogen can be incredibly helpful, especially if you're an athlete, because nitrogen is so important for communication for building things. Well, as it turns out, there are certain vegetables that have richer sources or have denser concentrations of nitrogen than others, and beets are one of those. So beets are a powerful source of nitrogen, especially important for the, the tissues in the body that work the hardest, the muscles, the heart, the brain, and, and athletes benefit from it as well. Uh, and plus beets taste great too, uh, if you do just beet juice or you just do plain beets. But now they have beet powder, which you're talking about, and you can do that as well. Celery, by the way, is also very high in nitrogen. Interestingly, uh, you remember Popeye, right? Popeye the Sailor Man. Yeah. What did Popeye eat when he wanted to get strong? Uh, spinach, he right? He wanted to get strong. You remember? Spinach. Why would you ever wonder why? Would you ever wonder why spinach? What the heck was spinach? <laughs> Nobody, well, but he out. always uh, kicked Brutus's yeah. butt after he ate the spinach. He kicked his butt, right? He ate, it, and not only that, he could squeeze his hand, and boom, it all popped out. That guy was strong, right? So, what is it about spinach? Why is he eating hamburgers or steak? You know why he's eating spinach? Nitrogen. Spinach is one of nature's richest sources of nitrogen. Nitrogen gives you power. Nitrogen gives you, in fact, bodybuilders. Uh, in fact, that's what makes protein different than fats and carbohydrates. A fat and a carbo, a protein is a fat and a carbohydrate with nitrogen. Wow. Nitrogen gives them power. Explosiveness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've, I feel good after I, one of the things I've been doing in the last couple of years is I'm listening to my body. So if I wake up in the morning and I feel ter yeah. if I feel terrible, the first thing I do is I think, what did I eat yesterday? And then it starts to oh, click, and I'm like, you. I'm like, oh, that's what that's why because I because I ate pizza last night. I feel terrible now. I'm making good that I'm you. making that connection, you, 
And a lot of people don't make the connection. It's just like, oh, I feel terrible today. They're yeah. not, not really thinking about what it is. So, and, and I tell people this too, yeah. like some of you the know people. what that's called? What's that? You know what that's Mindfulness? You know that's called wisdom. Wisdom, okay. The wisdom, mindfulness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah, you did, the same thing was happening when you were a kid. You didn't pay attention. Now you're getting older, you're getting right, older. right. You got to pay attention. So when I go to, to martial arts and I tell some of my friends, Hey, I'm taking this beat supplement. Uh, I'm not going to try that. That sounds crazy. So, you know, my view is, well, it works for me. And, and, you know, that's fine. I, I'm not really here to evangelize anybody. I, I, and, and my doctor even told me, he said, Hey, that's good. That'll, that'll open up your veins. You'll, you'll get a better workout. He even said, have a, have a cup of coffee before your workout. Uh, it'll give you, it'll get you a little bit more energy. You'll get a little bit better workout. Uh, and it works for me. So, you know, I don't necessarily have to, you know, convince other people to do it. But if I'm listening to my body and it's working for me, you know, that's a key to a lot of this, isn't it? Absolutely, 100%. That's what being your own health authority is all about. You know, the word authority is really an interesting word. It means it comes from author. It comes from to write. When you're your own health, when you let somebody else be your authority over your body, you're letting them write your story. You're letting them write your health story. That's never a good idea. And everybody is individual. You want to learn to become mindful. You want to learn to pay attention to the body. Look, Jim. We have this miracle called the human body. I've been studying the human body now for 35 years. And the miraculous, I am not being hyperbolic or poetic or just, you know, throwing words out here. It is truly a miracle that the tightly regulated, highly orchestrated and choreographed and controlled fashion and responsiveness and sensitivity and intelligence that is built into the body at the tiniest of levels all the way up to the various organs and structures of our body from the quantum level up to the up to the structures is so exquisitely structured and so intelligent that it cannot be said that it is anything less than a miracle and it should be honored as such and that's why you want to pay attention to what you're eating that's why you want to pay attention to how your body moves it's called mindfulness and they make it sound like it's some kind of woo woo you know eastern buddhist thing no it's it's paying attention to the body and by the way when you pay attention to the body, you activate alpha brainwaves and theta brainwaves that relax you. We think there are, we go into our minds and we go into our minds, we go into a beta brainwave state, which makes you stressed, which makes you nervous, makes you anxious, keeps you from sleeping at night. Try this tonight. Anybody who has insomnia, try this tonight when you're trying to sleep. Just focus on a part of your body. Focus on your foot. Focus on your hand. Focus on a sound in your body. Focus on your breathing. Focus on your heart rate. And by focusing, I'm just being pay attention. Just notice you have a heartbeat. Notice <laughs> that you have a foot. <laughs> you know, notice how many people notice that they have a foot, think that they have a foot or they have a heartbeat or they have breath. But when you notice it, immediately the body calms down. Immediately the body relaxes. Immediately the blood pressure starts to drop. Immediately the muscles start to relax and you're able to fall into sleep. Try tonight if you think I'm kidding you. Try right now while you're listening. I'm falling asleep right now thinking about my foot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Pharmacist Ben, we've got got a couple minutes left. I want you to use those two minutes. I, I Every time you're on, I ask you this, but do you have a book or like just, okay, here here is the Pharmacist Ben system uh, of living your life healthy. Is is there something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I call it the fourfold square of health. The fourfold square of health are the four things you got to do to stay physically healthy. And then I call, and then I have the four dimensions of health, which are, which I refer to as SMEP. 
The four, we'll call SMEP first. These are the four dimensions of health and wellness, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, in that order. Be spiritually connected. I'm not proselytizing or, you know, I'm not trying to promote anything, but just be connected to God, whatever that is for you. Make sure you're thinking correct thoughts and make sure you're feeling correct feelings and don't marginalize your mentality, your mental nature and your emotional nature because they impact your hormones and then they impact your body. And then as far as physical health goes, the body's health, the fourfold square of health, nutriate, respirate, move, and rest. Nutriate, make sure you get the mighty 90 essential nutrients. Respirate, making sure you're breathing correctly, practicing slow, deep breathing techniques, paying attention to your breath. Uh, uh, movement, making sure you're moving the body, especially if you're sore, you have arthritis or you're, you're stiff and you're getting older. That's when it's most important to move. You said, you, I'm sure you understand what I'm saying, Jim, doing martial arts. Yes. The body is meant to move. Sedent, being a sedentary is extremely uh, deleterious to health and longevity. And then make sure you understand how to leverage rest. We need a little bit of action and a lot of rest, a little bit of dynamism and a lot of relaxation. Start a meditation practice, uh, take regular baths, get massages and body work, whatever that is for you. Make sure you understand how to leverage rest within a context of movement and then nutrient and respirate. Now, the website is pharmacistben.com, pharmacistben.com. Are you still doing the um the skin care products tell us about that oh yeah true yeah 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 so i developed i had a compounding pharmacy for healing wounds for many years and i developed a strategy for healing wounds a formulation strategy that involved re-architecting how skincare is done skincare today's skincare products are a, a vestige a remnant of 1800 technology of 19th century technology mid 19th century technology and nobody's ever thought to change how skincare products are developed and how they're formulated. So I had a pharmacy where I was dealing with people with burns, wounds, and, and traumas, and I, I really had to be very conscious about how I designed my products. And I came up with a strategy of, develop, of, of formulating, a formulating strategy uh, that not only ended up healing wounds dramatically and taking care of people's eczema and psoriasis pretty dramatically, but also beautified the skin. So I turned my prescription products, which like I say, a, a re-architected skincare, completely different way of doing skincare. And I, uh, I, I sell them now as a, uh, as a over-the-counter products. They're called, they're called the truth because I got sick of baloney. I was sick of the baloney in the skincare world. So I called it the truth. And my website is truth treatments, plural, truthtreatments.com. And I do have a deep love for the skin. And we're, I was talking, I was waxing a little poetic about the human body earlier. To me, the skin, is, is emblematic of the amazing, of both the amazingness of the human body and our obliviousness of that amazingness. We, we wear this miracle on the outside of our body called our skin, uh, technically the integument and our nails as well. Uh, and we look at this thing every day and it never dawns on us all the amazing biochemistry that's happening literally right underneath our skin, right underneath our noses, literally. And so I'm just a, I'm passionate about the skin. I love the skin. I've been studying the skin since I worked for the Blistex Corporation in the early 1980s. Very good. The website is pharmacistben.com, pharmacistben.com. Ben, we love having you on. Thanks again for being here. We I hope you come you so back much. again soon. God bless you. Have a beautiful evening, and we'll talk again soon. All right. Happy Father's Day. Bye-bye. 
Wow, that was great. I love that guy. <laughs> I I don't know. It's just like if I, you know, if I could like, I don't know, just jump into like another person's body, <laughs> it would be Pharmacist Ben. I mean, I think he's around my same age, but he he looks like he's like maybe 35 years old. And I I mean, there's I'll tell you what, there's no more convincing evidence than if somebody looks great and is in good health to follow their advice. And I struggle with my health. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in okay health. I struggle with my weight. I've got to watch everything I eat. And so uh, I hope you enjoyed that. That was a good pep talk for me as well. And I'm going back on the keto diet tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> going back again, uh, picked up a few pounds since I've been off of it since the whole coronavirus uh, shut in and everything else. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay in touch. The website is christianmoney.com. And uh, reach out to me by email, jim at christianmoney.com. If it's Sunday night, remember, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody.